Nate, give us the latest on Travis Hunter. Do you think he sticks with Florida State or is he going to Georgia? I think Georgia has a chance to flip him. <gasps> but that chance to flip him is negative one million. Okay, perfect. We're going to cut it right when I went <gasps> right there. We're going to be cutting that. <laughs> please, please cut the audible gasp out. Just Yeah, please. please. That was bad. It sounded very fake. Needed a little more effort. More yeah. effort? That would have been even worse. That was about, no, a, two. That was about was a two. Good. I needed about a seven. The like, issue is too much effort. It's more yeah. of a moan. <laughs> I'm just trying. Okay, I did not no, sound no, like that. Get the absolutely out of not. <laughs> absolutely not, Dustin. No. Hey, guys. It's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. P-Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by Noel Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by Noel Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. Great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go Nose. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here's the Spear, presented to you by... No game day. No, there's no go Vikings. It's all Steelers it's right st- now. No, it's a skull Vikings. Go to Detroit again for us, please. Detroit Lions, baby. <laughs> Dustin's gone all the way down to the bottom since Jameis got hurt. Schneid, man, after Schneid. <laughs> but we are live on this fantastic thursday evening me and austin going head to head steelers versus vikings so we'll be watching that while we go over pretty packed in pod getting ready for early signing day with me this evening is austin Beasy, lead basketball writer up there there in the corner nate greer lead recruiting insider down below and then d lou lead writer and editor i think he's published like what 20 articles in the last 48 hours almost 23 okay 23 i knew there'd be a number that you would Mm -hmm. know no. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's sitting there talking it up. Oh, I got another one, man. Chocolate milk. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. I don't, I don't drink chocolate milk. Oh, say someone uh, said chocolate milk. What's up? Oh, man. Gabe is already in here saying that they're here for the lies. Perfect. We're going to get to all funny. the lies here. I got yeah, lots got, of lies today. We got lots of lies. There's all kinds of lies. We've got a good one for you guys. We've got to talk about Chris Marv taking the job at Virginia Tech as a defensive coordinator. We got Randy Shannon. Hasn't been official yet, but will most likely be taking that linebacker job for Florida State. Michael Alford is going to be the next athletic director for Florida State, the Seminole CEO booster. Um, Seminole's booster CEO, I should say. And then we'll have a lot of recruiting talk to get you guys ready for early signing days. We'll give our predictions on a whole variety of guys, 10-plus here. And that's going to be a majority of the show. And then we'll do a quick, quick little preview for Florida State against South Carolina. Austin will give us the latest there, and then that will be it. But a lot of this is going to be jam-packed with early signing day goodies. As always, you can listen to podcasts on iTunes, Google, Split, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button, too. 
Um, and what I will say before we even start anything, I've been pushing a lot the last couple of weeks, but make sure you guys are texting our number 850-616-8661. We've got over t- almost 1,200 people on there now. We've had 400 new people sign up in the uh, last Yeah, I need every, everyone to respond to that and tell Logan <laughs> to let me have control of it for a day. If we if we get to two thousand signups, we'll let Nate control it for a day, and we might that might be terminated. It might be terminated. We we'll probably that. double it, like maybe like um, ten thousand, so it doesn't happen. Like <laughs> ten, <laughs> yeah. So eight five zero six one six eight six six one. We're giving you guys live updates of early signing days. So starting from early in the morning. Watch out for early texts, but you're going to get a lot of texts on Wednesday giving you guys updates on any kind of scoops, rumors, what's going on. Is Travis Hunter, did it finally go through? And the facts, we'll see. But that number is 850-616-8661. We're going to be using that a lot this offseason and definitely on Wednesday getting you guys all covered for early signing day. It's going to be a wild one. We're going to talk about it here just in a few. Let's start off with Chris Marv taking the defensive coordinator job at Virginia Tech. First off, congratulations to him. Once again, Norvell gets his assistance paid. Somehow he's got some kind of magical wand mm-hmm. for that, but he does it with Chris Marv, and that's no knock on Chris Marv at all. That's a young mm-hmm. coach with a bright future ahead of him. We put out a piece about a couple weeks ago from our guy Charleston writing about you know the NFL uh, network, I believe, was put a piece talking about Marvin, that he's got a really bright future where he's going to be in the NFL one day coaching. So this kind of didn't mm-hmm. come to a surprise too much of me, but I think a lot of the fan base did. What are y'all's thoughts on Chris Marv taking that Virginia Tech defensive coordinator uh, you know, position? My 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 view on it is that the guy's a good coach, um, but you know, unfortunately in college, you know, your position coaches have to be able to recruit, and that's where you know he lacks. Um, you know. It's going to be important for him to find assistance under him that can can recruit. Um, you know, uh, from all, all all reports, the guy is you know a, a, a great guy. You know, I'm not going to knock him in terms of you know he played a part in, in the development of Ken Deloach, and you know you can't you can't shortchange him on that. But at the end of the day, you have to be responsible for helping build the team and the program through recruiting. And I think that was the end game of it is that, you know, as a coordinator, you know, defensive coordinators are a little bit of a different breed, man. Like if, if they can find a, the world must chance aren't, are, are few and far between, you know, the Brent Venables guys who are super great recruiters, but Foster was a, an okay recruiter. Mickey Andrews, he was a unicorn. Um, but I think that that Marv, as long as he has some good position coaches, could could have some success. Yeah, I thought the writing was on the wall a little bit. You know, when you look at Florida State's linebacker recruiting over the past couple of seasons, like you said, Nate, <clears throat> the on-field development was obvious this season with Kalen Deloach and, and DJ Lundy becoming a starter. You could see it there. But recruiting-wise, you know, you only have Omar Graham Jr. committed right now, who is a heck of a prospect. But you've missed out on some guys like Jaron Willis, Wesley Bassaint, obviously, Daniel Martin. You don't really know what's going on there. EJ Lightsey. Yeah. And outside of that, there's just – there's not really a lot of guys on the board. So, right now, Florida State doesn't have a ton of options. 
seems like Willis it could be an option again. He decommitted from Georgia Tech earlier today, but we'll see how it goes. But I, I think that was the main factor in him moving on, and that was probably a move that, that Florida State and him mutually agreed on, I think. I would say the writer was kind of on the wall anyways. Like we we'd kind of talked in our group chats that kind of thought Marvel was going to be moved on from anyways. Um, I think mm-hmm. I was a little bit surprised to see him take a DC job at like Virginia Tech's not a bad program. Just to see him take a power five DC job. I was a little bit surprised by, mm-hmm. um, but good for him. Like, like they said, I think he's a heck of a coach. It's not a great recruiter. Now, I, I think the Virginia Tech stuff kind of did pop up a couple weeks ago. Um, so, you know, just another guy that's on, on Norvell's tree that has found success and gotten paid. Mm-hmm. Where are you? What are you doing? Were you like walking? <laughs> and me? Yeah. No, nah, I'm adjusting. It's like moving around back there. It's yeah. like you're walking across the house. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it, gets... was... Sorry, go it was good to see Marv get a promotion and you know now he gets to go work under Brent Pry who he actually played under at Vanderbilt during his college mm-hmm. career. So that's a pretty interesting connection. Mhm. Yeah, no, it makes sense for that with that relationship there and like Nate was saying I think there's a lot of things to look at with the Loach having a big time improvement and then also Lundy I thought had a really good season for his first true season and mm-hmm. uh, as a starter um, and so <coughs> the thing yeah, that, that like I, Sorry, sorry, Logan, go ahead, finish. The biggest thing for him that lacked, though, was recruiting, and that's what made it a kind of an easy decision to say, hey, yeah, go and listen to those things from Virginia Tech. And they had yeah. a guy, that's well, which we'll talk about, Randy Shannon, where it's an easy replacement. Uh, yeah, the big thing that kind of got me this season was Steven Dix, man, like who mm-hmm. played pretty decent as a freshman and started most of, most of 2020. You know, he... Didn't play very much this season, you know, um, which, you know, I, I was kind of knocking uh, Corey Raymond on, on, on Twitter, you know, the, the higher at Florida. You know, you look at, you know, what LSU's done in the secondary the past few years, it's, it hasn't been great. You know, there hasn't been a ton of development. So, you know, on, on the flip side, while, while you know, Marv has – done a tremendous job with guys like Deloach. You have to look at Steven Dix, who, by all accounts, you know, fixed the mold of a linebacker and just didn't do squat this season. You know? Amari Gaynor, a guy who just doesn't have a role in the defense. You know, that fall, that falls on coaching. So, you know, I, everything that combined together, you know, leads us to where we're at right now. Yeah, and so now with Chris Marv being out, you're going to replace him. Supposedly, per reports and everything, it's going to be Randy Shannon, who was a defensive mm-hmm. analyst for Florida State. You know, he's got a big time background in what he's done, being a head coach, defensive coordinator, um, everything, and imaginable linebackers coach. And now he comes in and replaces him. And things that we've heard and things uh, throughout the week that I was hearing, definitely in that linebacker room, is that they are excited to have Randy Shannon come in. Um, they had a lot of respect for Chris Marv. Some some think that they could have been used differently here and there, but from what I heard, there's a lot of respect for Randy Shannon coming in, and you know, there's some contemplation even of some guys transferring, depending on the situation of who is coming in to replace Chris Marv. So um, now that Randy Shannon's in there, I've heard internally there, there's a lot of excitement, and they're happy with 
uh, what mm-hmm. the change is going to be there. So what are y'all's thoughts on Randy Shannon coming in? I think you uh, should know what to expect. He's a guy that's been coaching college football now or in, in coaching football for 30 years. He's been all across the state of Florida, obviously the head coach at Miami back in the day, um, defensive coordinator at Florida, defensive coordinator at UCF, worked with the Miami Dolphins. So he's got a ton of ties throughout the state that should help Florida State on the recruiting trail. And he's also a very personable guy and a very good developer. Sent a lot of guys to the NFL. So I think Florida State should be excited with the hire. Plus, he's already been with the program for a year, knows how Mike Norvell operates, and it should be pretty seamless. We, we all thought he would take over D.C. if Fuller messed up. Instead, he steps mm-hmm. in the linebacker role. I, I think it's a great fit, honestly. Yeah, I'm interested to see his contract. You know, Maybe he's a could-be co-defensive coordinator. We'll see uh, how it works out with the terms. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting timing. You know, you have a guy who's so well respected down in South Florida, the Miami area. You know, you, you, you mentioned the name Randy Shannon. You know, they're going to listen. You know, they may not choose Florida State. You know, a kid that may just want to go to Miami. Just sometimes that's just the way it is. Um, but. You know, with a guy like Randy Shannon, when he goes into a room down there or a house, um, they're going to be um, very excited about seeing this guy, and, and they're going to respect and listen to what he has to say because of his time down there. Like you said, you know, Dustin, he played at Miami, coached at Miami, was mm-hmm. a linebacker's coach for the Dolphins, head coach for Miami. He's been at Florida, been at UCF. Um, and the guy wasn't a great head coach and, and you know not every guy not every guy turns out to be a great head coach but when you look at him specifically as a linebacker coach he he is a very good position linebacker coach you know he knows how to eye talent you know he's a he's a, a great recruiter which is the exact opposite of, of what we're moving away from as FSU fans and effort in as a program and, and I, I think with Shannon, you get a guy who's balanced in terms of being able to recruit and being able to develop talent. So it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds, um, you know, a, a, as his class finishes and moving forward, because I know he's got a certain type of, type of guy he likes. And, you know, I, 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 I'm excited. You know, it, 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 it's a good counterpunch to, you know, Mario Cristobal coming down there. Um, because you have a guy that, like I said, is just so well respected. That's going to get you into any any school or just about any any living room to get your pitch. Yeah, and I was going to say I talked about it with I think Dustin yesterday over the phone, just thinking about Randy Shannon and what he can kind of bring in, in the households and to some of the parents and these moms. And it goes a long way. I mean, I think a lot of people do want young coaches, but Randy Shannon's name. Is Randy Shannon. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of respect for him and what he does. And recruiting wise, Nate and Dustin, I was going to ask you how that works with him because, you know, he came in and thought, man, that's going to help in recruiting just starting off. And then you get to see that he's out there recruiting in homes now. And you're like, what in the world's going on? But eventually, you know, mm-hmm. you have to find out Chris Marv's out. That was an indication there. But what do y'all think recruiting wise this does for a team that desperately needs talent and depth there at that linebacker position? I think it's huge. Yeah. Like like you said, Nate. I mean, he's got a ton of ties to South Florida and also throughout Florida with his time um, moving through different jobs throughout the state. 
it's I don't know how much it helps Florida State in the short in the short term just because he's getting started, but it is good to have him out in the trail and, and going in home and you know getting to know prospects now. But it's going to be huge moving from Florida State into the offseason where he can be talking with these 2023 guys, the linebacker mm-hmm. prospects in particular. When guys are coming to campus, he's there to meet with them and their families. So it, it's going to be big, I would say, more moving forward for Florida State over the next couple mm-hmm. of months. Well, I, I do like the timing of how – because I, I know there's a lot of linebackers in the 23 class that mm-hmm. FSU likes a ton. The 2022 class wasn't great this year in terms of linebackers. You know, it was very top-heavy. In my opinion, and I think there's a big gap between, you know, your elite kids and then your what you would consider a three a three star a guy that you can look and evaluate and, and hopefully hopefully you can hit on on the next level. I think there's a pretty big discrepancy this year. Same thing with defensive line, and you know, specifically D tackle this year. Um, you know. I know they're gonna. We're gonna talk about some things here with the recruiting. <clears throat> you know how, how it unfolds. You know, signing day, early signing days, just a week away. Um, you know, will they be able to push any kids to to delay their signing, or you know, who pops up on the radar? You know, over the next you know seven weeks or however it is to the February signing day is, is going to be interesting and. You know what they do in the portal. That's going to be what's really important, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. With six linebackers on, you know, on uh, on scholarship heading into spring, with you know one or two of them that could still possibly leave. So it's going to be very interesting, man. Sorry. Yeah, I just saw that touchdown there. That was awesome. Dalvin just running all over the defense. That's phenomenal. And I think <laughs> so we some people in the comments goal. saying, "Why am I not watching?" I'm watching. Don't worry. I'm Both watching. teams have already missed a field goal in a dome too. So that's we're just starting off perfectly. This is how tonight's going to go. It's going to be entertaining at least. But to Nate's point on the transfer portal, um, the NCAA put a rule into place. I think we've mentioned a couple times that players can replace uh, or schools can replace up to seven outgoing transfers with seven ingoing guys from the portal. Florida State's already had seven scholarship players enter the transfer portal since the season ended. And, you know, basically all of them were non-contributors during their careers at Florida State and will be looking for more playing time elsewhere. But that means Florida State's already at that limit where they can bring in those seven guys. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of questions on here I feel like we should go over. There's one from Michael Carpenter. Yes, this did happen today. We'll get to a lot of these in a few, but Jaron Willis, linebacker target, decommitted finally from Georgia Tech. I didn't think that was ever going to stick uh, since this mm-hmm. couple of months ago. I just never saw that happen with how Georgia Tech's season went absolutely awful and terrible there. Uh, there was a comment here about a piece that we put out and also an outlet an out uh, for the Auburn about D- Kenny Dillingham, Delu, and the mm-hmm. report there of him – uh, getting some contact with his former team over there in Auburn, Alabama. I don't know if you want to comment on that. I can't find the con- – oh, here we go. That's from Sonia. One of our regular listener- listeners asking, Dillingham going back to Auburn? Question mark. No. Yeah, it was a report from uh, – I think it was AL.com yeah. and basically said that Auburn reached out to Dillingham, had some conversations with him earlier this week about him possibly returning – because he was the offensive coordinator at Auburn in 2019 with Gus Malzone, but um, was it Brian Brian Harson mm-hmm. is there now? 
Um, and he doesn't really have any connections. I, I did some research on that. I couldn't find any connections between the two. Bo Nix is in the transfer portal. He's not going to be going back to Auburn. So I just don't see Dillingham making a what I would say is a lateral move to a place he doesn't have any connections or ties to. You know, he's already also, go ahead. I uh, said so it also just doesn't make a lot of sense to go from Auburn to yeah. Florida State back to Auburn. Like if he's going to do it, it'd be for. I, to me, if if anything, it's just trying to secure a bigger bag. Like you mm-hmm. see a lot of the coaching world. That's really the only thing I saw from. It. I didn't really expect anything serious to come from it. Nah. Yeah, you you look at his career. He's a guy that's always been um, moving upward, and I I think the move to Auburn would be a lateral one. He probably wouldn't have the the play calling freedom that he does with Florida State and, and helping out Mike Norvell. And he's already been here for two years, knows the players, knows the systems. It, it doesn't make much sense to me. I think if he was to leave Florida State, it would likely be for a head coaching job in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Got star, best player in the country coming in next season, too. I don't think it's really time to leave. And I think their relationship, his relationship with Norvell, I mean, they're practically yeah, not, brothers not, there. I mean, <laughs> well, why, why, why leave a situation that has upward trajectory versus somewhere that is having downward trajectory? I think that would be a poor coaching decision. Right. And there's even been some rumors that Harson could go to Washington. So who knows how yep. long that regime will even last. He's had some trouble with the boosters there as well. Mm-hmm. Just not a fit. Har- I think Harson's a good coach. Um, he, did a hell of a jo- he did a hell of a job at Boise, but I think he's just a West Coast coach. You know, Which I, we, I, we I talked thought, about last week where I, I the, thought the, the coaching just may not be the right fit. I thought the weird the hire was just weird. It's like Brian Kelly to LSU. Doesn't make sense. My family. Oh. Tigers. <laughs> that was amazing. Because I'm Tigers, I haven't won a game yet. I haven't won all my games yet. Twice. <laughs> I, I, uh, I hope that crashes and burns in like two years. I will. Hope I, don't it. See it. I don't understand why he would fire Tommy Moffitt, but he's wow. making a lot of decisions. I don't understand i like mm-hmm. him keep doing it me too if he lost that ball really his leg better have been down or i'll go fight him right now and i'll fly to minnesota god almighty jesus christ i i think vikings though also missed the extra point which is hilarious it just is incredible incredible yeah, it's nothing new didn't the vikings lose to detroit yeah this is the battle of two teams that did not beat detroit because the steelers tied yeah and then we lost mm-hmm we get we gave up a two minute drive to Jared Goff with two with no timeouts. So you know, yeah, he lost that ball. Uh, we're gonna get Emory just in here real quick. Emory, we're getting to a lot of the recruiting stuff in ju- in just a few minutes. Just a little bit more time to go over some quick hitters, and we're gonna jump into a lot of the uh, recruiting stuff. Eric dropped a bomb here saying twenty bucks. NG Crew bringing FSU coverage. Thanks for everything up to the minute. Who do you guys see signing with? FSU besides Hunter Duffy on National Signing Day Wednesday on December 15th. We're going to get to that in just a few, Eric, so keep an eye out for that. Um, we're going to, we're jumping through these quickly so we can spend a lot of time yeah, on it. Just two more, we can, one we more can thing. Send that, we can send that 20 bucks to Dustin. His uh, back, back of his room is looking pretty smoky. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if you need some, some ventilation there. I was, dude, I was wondering that too. My camera is, I don't know if it's my camera like, or what. Like if I, Looking pretty hazy. Yeah, get a get a wipe on it or something. I don't know what's going on, but 
we'll, we'll get some strip smoke lighting. In, I don't smoke indoors, dude. That's that's like so 1950s. 1950s. Oh, we won't say anything more to that. We probably know if it's my on. lighting. That's a different angle. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Alford, Florida State's new athletic director. This was the former Seminoles booster CEO. How are we feeling? Because it was going to be supposedly Louisville's AD Vince Tyra, and things kind of fell apart there for Florida State. I thought there was going to be an announcement this morning. That's great. Probably Vince Tyra, and it hit a whole 180 where that didn't happen, and they said, you know what? Alfred, we're just going. We're going to give it to you. Probably the <laughs> well, smart decision fit. in the first place. Yeah, Alfred's a better fit, honestly, because he already knows Florida State. He's been there for a year. Um, you're not bringing someone in from another ACC program who is kind of in their own mess right now. I'm uh, just from what I've heard from the basketball side of things. I, I didn't love what I was hearing. Obviously, I'm in the minority, caring about basketball more than football. But if he's going to like Louisville basketball matters more than Louisville football up there. You mm -hmm. got you got to show that program some respect. Um, so the fact that they've gone through the mess that they had this summer, um, like Chris Mack was starting to pull player scholarships. Like it, it was a whole mess. Um, so I'm glad they didn't go with that. I'm glad they got someone that already knows Florida state already knows what he's doing. Now is he going to, I don't think he's going to stay Seminole boosters president. If he does be a surprise, but they got to figure that out no. too. I, I, I like to move, you know, we had him on the Uncocked talk podcast. I know. He's been on a few podcasts. The guy's super passionate about Florida State, and he's got. Can we get him on this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get in the DMs, he follows. Me. Yeah, yeah. What's, going, DM, what's going on here? Uh, I mean, he asks, or, or you know, uh, you made me mess up, man. I forgot what I was <laughs> He was gonna say Nate. Uh, he was saying Michael Al Alfred asked <laughs> to get on the podcast. Yeah, so we no, said no. we can't do it right now. We can't yeah, do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we're got too, too busy. Yeah, yeah, we can't take yeah. it this week. We we we, we got to talk about Syracuse beating FSU. So no, we don't. Uh, <laughs> no, not, but no, you know, uh, he's the guy's got a, a tremendous background in everything from, you know, building, you know, stuff in Dallas with the Cowboys to four hundred million. Yeah, so that's a tremendous resume. Yeah, so oh, his resume is yeah. You know, if they, I know they want to continue to focus on the fundraising and building funds and you're know, starting and getting back to competing with, you know, the Bamas and, and everyone else. So I, I, I like having a guy who is sports focused, you know, hyper focused on sports. And, and, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, you know, a guy who is focused on football because that, that is still the bread and butter of college sports and that's the moneymaker. So. You know, as much as, you know, Austin wants to see basketball thrive, I think that, you know. I just, I, I, it's not as much thrive. They just, they need some no, respect. You know, they're, so they're I, way so behind in facilities. I just need, you know, FSU basketball to, you know, take a step back. So for Win a home game. Come back for <laughs> Why can't yeah. everybody move together, yeah. right, Austin? Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody when, move together. When's the last time Syracuse won a, or FSU won a basketball game at home, man? I mean, come on. A week ago. It was a week and a half ago. No, but I, I, no, you know, I was going to say, I think it's a great hire. I was a little nervous about the guy from Louisville. And I really wanted the associate AD from, from Bama. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I thought you know, that would have been, been a great fit, but I think Alfred – is is a smooth transition like Austin said he's been at Florida State now for a year. He, he's comfortable with 
the administration, and I think it's going to be a good move. And, and on the flip side, I think you have to make sure you don't find a guy like Andy Miller to take over the booster program because that's just destroyed everything. I think they learned a lesson on that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this is. I think this is great. I mean, he definitely understands Florida State a lot, um, and he has that past experience of driving sales and getting people in seats. And he's got a lot of ideas, a lot of things ex- being accelerated since first arriving at Florida State. He's mm-hmm. still so new at FSU, and he's already started a lot of things. And definitely getting more reach out there on the boosters. He's done an incredible job at it, and he'll ha- find a great fit for his position. He'll do a good job of finding someone mm-hmm. that will come in so, and de- deliver there. I, I know you follow that more than I do Logan, but he's followed, he's raised what, over $100 million? Or, over, yeah, well, that's pledged, yeah. Ple- about pledged money, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done. He's done a lot of work in that. I mean, he's gotten... Donation after donation, and so many a lot boosters. of those are pledges. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then just your, your kind of regular amount of boosters has gone up a, a lot. I mean, just the use of social media, the boosters really weren't even using that as much. They were say. going old school, mm-hmm. email calls, and that was about it. But social media, they've done a great job. And he built a good young team around him, too. Go ahead, Austin. I was about to say, it's, it helps that he's big on Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. he's very mm-hmm. interactive. He's talking with fans. Like, he replied to a Madso tweet today. I think that's big just to. The Just for the casual boosters and the, the casual fans to be like, oh, I want to support this guy because he's supporting the community in return. I think that's big. Yeah, and the thing of going on shows, he's been on a variety of shows. We still haven't had him on here, but I'm sure we'll be able to grab him soon, hopefully, uh, once things get a little bit more not-so-crazy hectic for him. I'm sure it's going on, but hopefully hey, this offseason we can get him on. Uh, Walter Kent, first-team All-American, Jermaine Tom- Jermaine. Johnson, Thomas. Shout out 2007 there. Shout out 2007. Gator Bowl MVP. No, that's great, man. Walker Camp, first team All American. You know, congrats. You know, I I I think he'll be close to being consistent All American. I don't know if it'll be unanimous. I think someone will end up picking Thibodeau and Anderson from uh from. Someone already picked Thibodeau, and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if someone picks like Cam Thomas. Yeah. um, from uh, the, San Diego State, or, or the guy year. from Michigan Hutchinson. So, yeah. you know, you know, it's really mm-hmm. great to see that. You know, it's just proof that this guy came here and just did work. I love yeah. it. Yep, he did. ACC and, Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy thing. Whenever we, I was listening to the interview, whenever he won the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, and he told us straight up that he was laughing that he was said he was never going to come to Florida state. He was never going to do that at all. And then I think mm-hmm. on the third or fourth phone call from Norvell, cause he was blowing up his phone. He said, Oh, screw it. I'll answer it. And then Norvell mm-hmm. that just after that conversation, almost sealed the deal for him just to say, you know what? I'm gonna give Florida state a chance here, man ended up picking him. So I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty cool to hear from him. And that goes to show that I think they're really close. And, uh, it goes to show too about as a leader coming in, he's been, he was in- incredible this season. He came in helping some of the younger guys behind him, that second string guys. I mean, just coming in now with an ego, that's something Norvell doesn't want to have in his locker room. And he didn't have any of that. He came in here ready to work and, you know, he no, was he had, listed as a starter. He right had away. An ego, but he had an ego in an awesome way. Like yeah. the leadership ego, like follow me, ego. follow me, you know, I'm gonna bust. I'll, t- my I'll ass. take it where you need to go. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna bust my ass. You know, follow my lead. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I, I got this. You know, and that's what 
was sorely lacking for so long. Nor wanted to step up and challenge guys and kind of be that asshole that, you know, we heard that he was, you know. We talked about that in fall camp that, you know, he was just an a-hole, but it was an a-hole in, in a great way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he was go ahead, the, heart, the heart and soul of the team. And, you know, it's going to be really hard to replace what he did off the edge. But I think replacing his presence in the locker room is going to be even tougher. He's mm-hmm. the kind of leader you, you hate to see leave. Any last thoughts on Michael Alford being the athletic director? Hopefully maybe we can sign the DMs and get him on here so we can pick his brain on a few things. Mainly Nate wants to know if he's going to get that football-only facility and Austin just wants updated locker rooms, really. And I, I, I want a new training facility for basketball. It's been 20 years. They need one badly. When you DM him, say follow back. How, how about basketball just does something win, you know? Damn. Look at this. Look at this. All right. Look at this. This man's right. talking. Like, why, the, why the hostility? Why can't well, we all get along? It goes, up, it goes right on. Austin, just say, look at football on the record the last three years. What I say? Like, I say. What does this mean? Three straight, three straight sixes? Oh, yeah. my God. Three straight, three sixteens. Should have won a natty in 2020. Nah, I, 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 I love that you basketball, but I got to give you some smack. Because you're so, you're so <laughs> anti-football. Give Logan the smack. His Steelers are losing right now. Please. Uh, yeah. No, don't even, don't even. I'm sure we'll get enough of that throughout the rest of this episode because we got to get into the heat of this thing, gentlemen. This will be our last pod before early signing day. The phones, the texts, the DMs are going crazy for Nate and D. Lou right now, trying to figure out what in the world is about to happen. Rumors left and right. Nate just shit himself. It's that crazy. We're getting into the fun part of it. We're now under a week. And Florida State is planning to still sign the number one player in the country, Nate. Still planning on signing yep. them. Yep. I, 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 I can't say enough about, you know, Travis Hunter and, and just the enjoyment it is watching that kid play. And you know, I'm really excited to get that kid on campus and watch him develop at FSU. You know, he, he, he talking to a couple guys yesterday, you know, Agreed with me that you know you look at the you know, the lineage of FSU and the guys they've been bringing in, you know, the recruiting is vastly different than it was 30, 40 years ago. So let's put that out there now. But you have to look at this kid and really have a legit ar- argument if he might be the most hyped and looked forward to recruit that's come on campus maybe ever in for a long, FSU in a long, long time for sure. Yeah, you know, people were excited about. You know, Duran James and, you know, I, I, people were excited about Jalen, but not, not nearly like it is with, with Travis Hunter. And the people were excited about Carlos because of just his family ties and people being. Uh, uh, you know, when you look at, at Florida State and this kid they're bringing in is, is just. I would com- I, I think the closest one is Ernie, Ernie Sims. In terms of how highly rated and versatile that you know they are as recruits. Yeah, and I mean, he's a great defensive back, but I think it's going to be just as fun to watch him play wide receiver in Tallahassee. A kid can get done on both sides of the ball. Definitely needs to continue adding weight, but he's a freak athlete. He's a playmaker, and he just gets it done. I mean, he's got that mentality that you want the leader of your team to have, and. 
when he gets here in January, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does at Florida State. It's just going to start in the spring, and him getting here early especially is going to help him out going through winter conditioning, spring practice, getting acclimated to the system. And then when we get to August, uh, he should be ready to go. I, I expect Travis Hunter fully to be a starter somewhere in that defensive backfield. Day one. Mm-hmm. Incredible athlete. Incredible athlete. I, I would impressive. put her, him above, you know, LaMarcus Joyner. No, I, I don't know. My phone started ringing. I, I got cut out. I don't know where I got cut out. No, but you're good. We were just talking about You think they'll have him return kicks? No, he's he's already said he's not a kick returner. So he'll let other people get that shine. I think was his his exact quote, but no. I think you go back to Ernie Sims, which is how elite of a recruit Ernie Sims was. Ernie Sims would have been a top flight running back just as much as he was a top flight linebacker. So uh, I'm super excited, man, to, to to land the number one player in the country and to keep him committed through everything, oh, and for him to be as bought in, man, it's great to see. Yeah, that is impressive. You sure, you're not going to Georgia? Are you sure? I'm like, I think Georgia has a has a chance to flip him. Oh, don't do that to the people here tonight. <laughs> I, I think I think the chance is about negative one million. <laughs> <laughs> just start the show off with that i think there's a chance to flip them bam intro so everyone yeah through. yeah can you get it can you get our intro right here nate start off That's right our click, now clickbait like, intro we need the clickbait intro can you start now nate nate give us the latest on travis hunter do you think he sticks with florida state or is he going to georgia i think georgia has a chance to flip him <gasps> but that Chance to flip him is negative one million. Okay, perfect. We're gonna cut it right when I went <gasps> right there. We're gonna be cutting that. Please, please cut the audible gasp out. Just yeah, please. please. That was bad. It sounded very fake. Yeah, needed a little more effort. More yeah. effort. That would have been even worse. That was about, no, a, two. That was about was a two. Too. I needed about a seven. The like, issue is too much effort. It's more yeah. of a moan. <laughs> I'm just trying. Okay, I did not no, sound no, like that. Get the absolutely out of not. <laughs> absolutely not, Dustin. No, no, no. That might be the intro. Oh. Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> Nate. I get the it. intro a lot. I, 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 I need people to stop calling me, man. My phone keeps God. ringing. It's cutting me out. Sources? Any any scoop? No. Work. Where's Dustin Hill? Uh, Dustin Hill's in Louisiana. Suppose allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly, he's ready to go <laughs> to the store. But I will <laughs> believe that when he's on campus. So, yep, whenever he's padded up in practice. So, Travis Hunter, I think we feel pretty good about that one. Let's jump into some good stuff here with Wesley Bassane and all the drama happening there. Phones are ringing off the line. We got vibrations. We got noises. We're really nearing into early signing day. But Wesley Bassane. Miami commit. Florida State was after him hard there. Can they get him to flip last minute? Four star um, linebacker. So I think Florida State is going to do everything in their power to make a presentation that Florida State is still a legitimate option for 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 them. You know, it's a guy that they have to have. 
you know, I've said it for a couple podcasts. I think he's the best coverage linebacker in the country. Um, there's not that many guys you can move like he can. And, and also, you know, typically guys that are that fluid of athletes, you know, you know, he's very reminiscent for me of Telvin. You know, not the biggest guy. You know, he's got more of a a lengthy build, but, you know, as good as he is moving his face and everything, he can also knock the hell out of you as, as a ball carrier. Um, so he, he he's multi-dimensional as a linebacker, but what he can do in space and coverage is really exciting. You know, if they're going to really pr- pursue that four-two-five, <clears throat> but you know, I think four is going to make another run for sure. Um, you know, my personal opinion would have been easier not knowing that that was going to be heavily pursued, but you know, it makes it harder to fight off. You know, Miami and keep Miami from. You know, staying, staying on top of him. I know there's a lot of pressure for him to stay stay down in Miami. But I think I even put on Twitter that even if he would have committed to FSU last weekend, I don't think it I don't think it would have been over. Um either way, Miami FSU commitment where he is right now. I don't think it's over till he signs. That's a good question here from Mendoza saying Just which flip is more likely, Besaint or Willis, the four-star linebacker that was committed to Georgia Tech, John Willis? I personally would, would, would move on from that. The guy's got two commitments. He's, you know, drama usually equals bust. Not saying he's going to be a bust because the guy's got a lot of ability, but, you know, it just seems like he's SEC bound. You know, Ole Miss has been, first and foremost, the first school that was mentioned with him as soon as his decommitment, you know, came on Twitter. So it just seems like he just doesn't want to go to FSU. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you know, we don't know everything behind the scenes and what's been going on. Has Florida State truly heavily pursued since his recommitment to Georgia Tech? Don't know. So do they, do they kick the tires possibly? But I, I, I think you, you know, if I were them, I'd go after a guy like EJ Lightsey, who was only looking at Florida State before he committed to Florida. You know, it looks like Shamar James is going to end up at Georgia. Um, Daniel Martin's kind of faded into the background. So it looks like it's either between those two and landing a second high school linebacker, you know, then you hit the portal. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um couple of the coaches did stop by and see Willis last week at his high school. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he decommitted from Georgia Tech today. Florida State's continued to recruit him, and his teammate is FSU commit Kashawn Sapp, and the two are pretty good friends. So I'd love we'll to see how it plays Florida out in the State, end. But it just seems like the kid just says it. He's finding reasons to not go to Florida State, man. No, I 100% agree. He's had multiple chances to pull the trigger and go to Florida State. Wanted to go to Georgia Tech and try to be a safety at 245 pounds, which I don't think anyone thought was hmm. legitimately going to happen when he did get to campus. But then Georgia Tech fired their safeties coach. That caused him to go ahead and decommit. And I do think he's considering probably playing linebacker more now. I did an interview with him 
during the middle of his senior season, and he told me that he had moved from safety down to linebacker and was playing there on their defense. Um, so we'll just see what happens. It's definitely a weird recruitment. It's an interesting one for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to know all the backstory when it's said and done, and I think it comes down to FSU, Arkansas, and like you mentioned first, Nate Ole Miss. Mm. Yeah, it's one to kind of see what happens there. But for, from what I've been getting since last couple of months, he just doesn't want to be at FSU. So we'll see. Sap, current FSU command, bell cow for that 2022 class. Uh, teammates with him close. And so we'll see if he's able to do some recruiting uh, for him, his fellow teammate at linebacker. So we'll see. Uh, next name, let's go over, is wide receiver five-star Coleman. We've talked about him quite a bit uh, this last since the summer, Kevin Coleman. And now it seems to be kind of a battle where it could be Oregon, Florida State, Miami. Cristobal leaves Oregon to go down south. And, you know, Wait, are we making – you never said that we were doing our predictions. Are you doing your predictions? Or what are you all thinking? What, I thought that's you what we – get predict- Well, I didn't give I a prediction for Willis. I just said one of three. Well, then you can give your prediction. It's just so hard to do like predictions right now. He didn't, people can clip it and be like, oh, this is a complete clown. Cause probably tomorrow it'll be like, oh, he's going all mess. <laughs> well, well, you know, how are we doing this? <laughs> with, with, due oh, res- think- with, with, with due respect, I think Dustin and I are pretty much ridden with our, you know, right or wrong. We're not going to sit here and flip it at the last minute. <laughs> I mean, I might. I mean, let's make <laughs> let's make predictions. That's, I mean, that's what it's for, man. Right? All right. Time. So go back. To, go back to Besaint. Okay, we'll go to Besaint. Does he pick Florida State or Miami? Does he stick with Miami? I'm gonna mm. say Miami. Mm. I want. I mean, I want to say Florida State. I just, I don't see it. All the visits mm. to Miami and. I'm so close the, to picking the, the flip, man. All the voices in his ear. I just think like, it's like, going to keep him home. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background of that recruitment. And, you know, we talked yeah. about it last night. Dustin, you missed out. Um, <laughs> and Austin and Logan know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, it, 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 I'm so close to making that flip, but, you know. Mm. <laughs> Dallin Cook just walked into the end zone. Sorry. So do do I want to be? Fuck it, you know I, 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 I'm gonna go with the Florida State flip. <laughs> oh. Wait, we gotta note these. <laughs> oh, we're noting them. Hell yeah, I love a good competition. Oh, oh, we got a little competition. Put it in the chat. Let's see the chat get involved tonight with us, so we can all look silly when we're completely wrong. Yeah, he's gonna pick like slippery rock. But like I don't even like slippery I still want to put the caveat like uh about that, you know. You know. It, 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 it if the caveat comes true, it's Florida State. If it's not, it's Miami. It's just really how that's gonna go. So they're gonna pay him. Money? Money's got to get involved there. Make sure you cut that shit out of the podcast, dude. For for the audio (laughs) listeners, I couldn't see Nate's death stare. (laughs) 
<laughs> death stare. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be Miami. I don't know if Florida State. There, there could be a chance. There's a lot of things going on in the background, but I don't know. Just from what we heard and what we heard last night, it's. I don't I mean, know. I, 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 I'm twisted up, take- man. Like, like. I, I I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's a but, tough uh, one to I, pick. I, I'm gonna go with Florida State just because, you know. You got to compete with Dustin. No, it, 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 if he's truly locked into it, why entertain another FSU in home? Mm-hmm. So. We'll move see. On, move on before I change my mind. <laughs> All right, we move on now to another one. This is a good one here. Wide receiver, five-star, Kevin Coleman. No, Jaron Willis. Oh, damn it. Uh Florida State. <laughs> Florida State. I hope so. I, I don't him. know. Sap can get him. I don't, it's me. Him, I don't think he wants to go to Florida State. It's me I versus Steve Wilpong. So you know who to go with. <laughs> you know who to ride with. I would even say Arkansas, man, but it just so it I heard, so bleak. I was told today that. He's either going to Florida State or he's going to Arkansas. I wasn't even told about Ole Miss. And that was with someone close to the situation. I'm going to go Arkansas because it just seems like that's where it it falls in with the way his recruitment's gone. Yeah, and he does have a teammate um, committed to Arkansas too. I can't remember his name. I think it's maybe Tyrus Washington, a tight end. And and, and I I know that. I can see it. His cousin plays at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. He's got sap and, at FSU, so. And, and I know, you know, Pittman did a, did a really good job recruiting Georgia, so he's got ties there. So you're going with me over Wilfong because he put in the, the Ole Miss CB. I'm gonna go Arkansas because his recruitment's been totally weird. It's a good weird story. finish to it. Are right, we done with Willis? Yeah, do Coleman now. I know you want to. Yeah, let's jump into five-star wide receiver, Kevin Coleman. Put a ribbon on it. It's locked up. Florida State. Whoa. What's your reasoning there? Because I said so. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, relationships went out, you know? I know Georgia made a run at it. I think Mario leaving really put a, a damper on them. I still felt solid about Florida State even when you know, Mario was at Oregon. I, I just think that Florida State offers a better opportunity to get in the field quicker, which is something that, you know, like I said that several times in this podcast, is very important to him. So I, I just think he ends up at FSU and is a an immediate contributor on that offense. I felt like it's it's been an FSU lean since the spring game, since things we were uh, hearing uh, then. Uh, 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 since the... I would say truly since the Midnight Madness visit. I think that's when it was really kind of like, okay, man, you know, like this is real. Yeah, it would be, I think, devastating for Florida State to lose out on on this recruitment because they've put a lot of resources into Coleman. They've built some strong relationships there. They've convinced his parents. um, I feel like they've done multiple in-home visits now. They, they've done a lot, and the need at receiver is obvious. 
And, and, and for them to, sorry, Justin, not to interfere, but, or, you know, they turned out a, some pretty solid recruits to just stay on top of him, you know? Mm-hmm. You know they didn't evaluate some, evaluate some guys. They passed out some guys because they felt so confident throughout this recruitment, you know? It, 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 it would be devastating if, you know, they, they lost him and then Hill doesn't come. Then you're looking at, you know, back to square one. Mm-hmm. Right, and you look at this recruitment. It's but it's been between Florida State and Oregon forever. Now Oregon's lost Crystal Ball to Miami. They lost their offensive coordinator. Um, he took the head coaching job at Akron. So the relationships with Oregon are gone. Really, all they have left is kind of that dream school factor, which I don't think is going to end up mattering much. So now you've got Crystal Ball at Miami, where Coleman hasn't visited. We'll see if he makes it in this weekend. There's been some reports that he canceled his visit to Texas, so I wonder if that means he's going to try and go down to Miami. So I really kind of see it as a Florida State-Miami battle, and I just see the stability that Florida State's had throughout the recruitment. You can't say the same for the other programs, so I'm going to go Florida State getting Kevin Coleman. And at the same time, the need at receiver is obvious. He could come in and be a starter out of the gate, just like we expect Travis Hunter to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be awesome. What are your thoughts on, on Kevin Coleman? Uh, my thoughts are he's way smaller in that picture than I thought he was going to be with Norvell. Th- that, those are my only thoughts. Yeah, and also Big Ben just got obliterated, so I probably just lost my quarterback. So I appreciate it, Austin. Thank you for that. Good night. I don't know. I don't know. Why are you clapping, asshole? You're just a... who's, who's clapping? <laughs> He's Dustin, the cheerleader. You had, you had it like right here, like you can still see it. <laughs> I'll try to do it. And you can still see your hands moving. A hole. Yeah, exactly. I saw you moving, asshole. Jesus. Uh, all right. So yeah, I got I got Florida State on that one. I think they'll. I think they've sealed the deal there. Um, definitely things of what we heard last night too. So, and if, if everything's wrong, we throw it all at Nate Greer wrong so that's what usually happens anyways in the discord yeah dustin has got a long road ahead i'll tell you that from the things i've been hearing this week bills to, i won't comment all right let's go bro come on all right uh and up next julian armella this is a good one for you nate to say reasoning uh just with the coaching changes man i think that you know with well, with Dodd at LSU, um, changed a lot of things for him. I think with everything going on at Florida, that took them out. Miami, I think that takes them out. Um, Bama, you know, they landed Pritchett. And I can, you know, there was a question about Kelvin Banks. I can see them going after him. Um, so, so, you know, kind of, you know, Florida State worked their tail off in this recruitment. You know, they got him in uh, on that Midnight Madness, and they've got him, got him in a few times since then. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, they showed enough promise and enough upward trajectory to make Omelette feel comfortable that he can go there, you know, develop and also win because that's super important to him, you know, is, is winning in college. So, you know, I, I just think that, you know, Florida State pulls that out. Yeah, and I think I said it last week, but um, coaching changes haven't helped Florida State over the last couple of years, but I think they're helping right now on the recruiting mm-hmm. trail. Because in my opinion, Armella was probably going to go to LSU 
before um, Coach O was let go. And like you said, Nate, the instability at Florida and Miami kind of turned him off there. And I don't believe he's a take at Alabama. So it all comes back to Florida State where Alex Atkins has done a tremendous job in his recruitment. Mike Norvell went out to personally watch him and they've had him in Tallahassee a couple times. I can't remember if I just said it, but he's going to be on campus this weekend. So Florida State getting the yep. final visit, <clears throat> the final visit before the early signing period is huge and I think locks things up. Uh, I'll just say real quick, since Coach O is not there anymore and Alabama is not going to fit him in there, that's Florida State. Heck of an, uh, o- an offensive line class for FSU this cycle. Absolutely. They did a good job. Absolutely. Coach Atkins got some dogs. Yep. Yeah. Got some dogs up there. And, uh, and you have guys that can play multiple positions. Yeah. Like Sean Sack can play all three. Yeah. O'Malley can play guard or tackle. You got eight. Ely, he can play either tackle position, you know. What do you call him? Ely. Early? Early, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm tired. Um, yeah, can I, can I Charlton, you know, and then he can play either guard spot. So, really exciting class that FSU's mm-hmm. bringing in right now. So Yeah, and Florida tried to, tried to make a little late run over there at Jalen Early. The last couple of days, trying mm-hmm. to get him in this weekend at Gainesville. I don't think it's going to end up happening. Nah. Uh, no. Uh, there's a quick question here on Camden Brown, a three-star wide receiver. I, I, I have no idea where he ends up. I don't, I don't know. That one's so eight. quick. Yeah, that one happened so fast. I can see him go to Georgia. I can see him recommitting back to Pitt. I, I, I just don't think. I don't think it's Florida State. I was thinking Florida State, then that Georgia offer came in, and I'm really reconsidering. I mean, it kind of depends, too, on how hard Georgia's recruiting him. Wait, do we have to make a prediction? I'm not, because I I don't know. I don't know for him. Dustin's for it. Come on, man. As the the unbiased guy, you don't have to because he wasn't on our list. I'll go Georgia. We added so many guys to this list. I'm going to say Georgia, He's too, not on the list. Whatever. I he's not on this list, but I'm going to say Georgia just because that scholarship offer came in within the mm-hmm. last week, which they I don't think you would offer someone less than two weeks before the early signing period unless they are a take. And, and they they need wide receiver help. You got mm-hmm. a five-foot-two white kid playing slot for him. Mm. Uh, next one up on the list is going to be – We've heard of this guy's name before. Marvin Jones Jr., the legacy kid himself. It's time, gentlemen. Supposedly this week, it was supposed to be Norvell and Saban and home with Marvin Jones Jr., the last two coaches to speak to him before he makes his decision, at least in person-wise, coaching, speaking to him. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What you got, Dilla? I've been thinking about this one for like eight months. Like, yeah, it's been that way, man. This has been wild. So, my head says Alabama, but my heart says Florida State. And I just, Florida State, obviously, they've recruited Marvin Jones Jr., he's a legacy recruit. But in their pitch to him, it's been more about him as a player rather than you know being a legacy and falling in 
his father's footsteps and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's about him being great at Florida State himself outside of those ties. They've done a great job in the recruitment. Alabama is Alabama. I think, and Marvin Jones Jr. has said before, you know, Florida State has a deep place in his heart. I think his heart wins out and he goes to Florida State. Oh. And I feel absolutely crazy for saying it. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I, I think this is going to be very Lorenzo Booker-ish. Like, you know, everyone was thinking Notre Dame, Notre Dame. And then he just goes with his heart, man. I think that's what it comes down to. And Florida State can offer. You know, everyone thinks Alabama because Saban in home. I get it. Um, you know, relationships play play out, man. Um, in, in this and when it's close, and I know that his family's not pushing him to it. I know that you know they're letting him make his own decision, but you know. It's hard to turn down your your dad played there, your cousin played there, your uncle played there. Um, your, your family's been in and out of there. Um, and I think with the season that the defensive ends had, I think that shows him that he can come there and have that same kind of impact. If Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas you know, had half the season they had, I, I would definitely be on the Alabama Alabama uh, on that on that bandwagon. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm gonna go with FSU because I, I just think that that wins it in the end because he can go to FSU and play immediately. Um, not saying that he can't do that at at Alabama. You see, Dallas Turner had a really really good season for 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 Alabama as a freshman. Um, I, I'm gonna go with my gut and you know conversations I've had with people. Uh, I'm going to go FSU, and I think it's tight. It's tight. You know, but I think FSU wins out. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It's tight. Like, it's close. Yeah, I, I don't it's know like where 50, this one's going to go. 52-48. 53-47. It's close. Yeah, no, it is slim, slim on what's going to happen there. I don't know. It just goes to show. I mean, he was on campus, I think, most out of any other school this last year. Mm -hmm. And for him to show up to Midnight Madness, which Florida State held at 12.01 once the restrictions were taken off where players could go visit schools and be in person. And then plenty of times after that, official visits, being around Travis Hunter, it's hard to go against Florida State, it's, but then again, you're facing the biggest guy of them all, and that's Nick Saban, and that's what is the tough part about it. And I don't know, I'm fifty fifty on it. I have no, I have no clue. I think there's gonna be a lot change. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of things we're gonna hear. Make a next. projection, bro. Yeah, what, what uh, are you doing? Oh, I don't. I'm not the expert here. Uh, make a projection. Austin's got to make a pr- prediction too. If I'm making a prediction, hell no. <laughs> yes, he is. No, uh, you made a projection on every single one we've talked about so far. Now you're gonna talk to tail and, and oh, I don't even man. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Uh, the Norvell thing hasn't happened yet in home, right? It hasn't. I don't think that's happened yet. I don't. I haven't believe. seen a picture hit Twitter. So yeah, it has not happened yet. 
Uh, I wish I wasn't. I wish I could see it in or that visit. home this week. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Uh, I'll go Bama just so then I'll go Bama just because then I'll be wrong, but then I feel better because I didn't get it wrong. But then if y'all win, that's good because he ended up picking Florida State. If you're wrong, we will. If everybody picks Florida State, there's no way in hell that's going to happen. Someone's got to do it. I got to put my life on the line here. I was was going to pick Bama. like, okay. if you really want to be pulling, I was going to say Bama. So if you want to pick Florida why? State, go ahead. I wanted to say Bama. Um, why, because, why I, Bama? because I was like two for ten on predictions all year for games. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good. So, yeah, you get to go and pick that happen. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's jump into the next one here. Big time high target here with Earl Little Jr. DB. Seemed to be almost Alabama lock a little long while ago, but seems like Florida State is right there deep into the mix. And this could be a tandem coming in together with Earl Little Jr. and Marvin Jones Jr. It could this be could a, be a, a this package. Could be a surprise. This could be a surprise landing for Florida State. I don't think it's happening. Hmm. I think he's so, going to Bama. I think Florida State did a good job in this recruitment, mm-hmm. like they did in, in Kevin Coleman's recruitment. I think they really won over Earl Little Sr., despite the fact that he played at Miami. Mike yeah, Ravel. He, he had a great time on that visit. Yeah. Mike Ravel, Marcus Woodson, both have just done a fantastic job. But Earl Little Jr. is a guy that wants to go three and out, make it to the NFL, and he sees what Alabama has done, and I think he's kind of enthralled with that. And he's been waiting for Bama to give him that green light to commit. And I think that'll be next week. Florida State's close runner-up. Yeah, uh, yeah, as close as I think Marvin Jones is and Bama and FSU. I think it's the exact exact same for Earl Little. Um, no, I, I I think Bama, you know, inches it, pulls it out. Um, as great as it would be to land Travis Hunter and Sam McCall and Earl Little, I mean, that would be just ridiculous. Um, I have a nice little consolation prize yeah. coming up. Um, but, oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. But you look at that recruitment, you know, I, 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 I think Bama – you know, pulls it out. But I would, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he chooses FSU because they've done a tremendous job in his recruitment. I would not be surprised if that happens. I just think that BM is going to pull it out. I think they split Jones Jr. and Little. Mm, okay. Yeah, you would definitely take Jones Jr. If you're going to take one of them, you would take the Jones Jr. <clears throat> if you had that chance. So, yeah, I, I got, I'll, I'll go with you guys on Alabama there. Close, very close, and Florida State did a great job there. Uh, defensive end, Nigelic Kelly. This one's been months and months and months, just ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. Defensive end here, another guy that I think in the same kind of tone of Willis, former Georgia Tech commit linebacker, just feels like. Well, except he was actually committed at one point. For a so, pretty solid amount yeah. of time. 
you got Nigel Kelly, who was a one-time official commitment, but has stayed, you know, very, you know, typically when you decommit, that program kind of fades away. Florida State hasn't faded away. He's been on campus, you know, he's been in home. He's been constantly contacted. Um, you know, Florida State's worked hard to stay in that recruitment and is a legitimate option. You know, he, you know, was in town for that Notre Dame game and, came away blown away by it um and I, I know there's some pressure to stay down in miami i think it's an interesting move with you know mario cristobal you know he was doing a good job of recruiting kelly when he was at oregon and i think that in my opinion it, it is what sways it where he ends up signing with miami yeah you know he's been a guy that's kind of been all over the place I feel like uh, ever since he decommitted to Florida State, whether it was with Miami or, or still being recruited by Florida State or even Oregon, it kind of felt like he might go to Oregon for a little bit. Like you said, Nate, I think crystal ball going from Oregon to Miami sets it up for him to stay home. Mm-hmm. All right, this next one is going to be, and I hope I get this name correctly, but defensive back, Zare. Thomas. Azure. Azure Thomas. Athlete. More than anything but DB. So this this is an interesting one because Florida State, they've been pushing hard. They've done a couple in homes. Um, and I think they're a legitimate option for Thomas mm-hmm. right now. It felt like he was gonna be Georgia Tech or Florida bound. And I feel like I'm repeating myself. I said it earlier, but this is just another example of coaching changes at other programs paying off for Florida State. Georgia Tech fired their safeties coach. Florida parted ways um, with their DB coach upon bringing in Billy Napier. And that has kind of really backdoored Florida State into this recruitment because they continued to speak with Thomas, even though it seemed like he was going to go elsewhere. Now they have that relationship there. And Marcus Woodson, I mean, that guy is just terrific. So I'm going Thomas to Florida State. And he's an elite DB. Well, I don't know about elite, but he's a pretty darn good DB and a nice consolation prize for losing out on Little. Yeah, yeah, I I, kind of agree with you. You know, Thomas can play receiver or safety. And he's even got a build that, depending on what happens in college, could slide down into the box and be safe uh, a linebacker for you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know um, I think the coaching changes helps FSU here, and I think that you know FSU's kind of turned up the notch on him, you know, push the gas pedal and putting a lot of pressure on him to show him, you know, hey, we need to address the need of safety. So, you know, I I, I think that's a a surprise signing for Florida State. Yeah, a good early signing day present. You could say, John, appreciate the five bomb here. Nice, uh, nice gesture. Appreciate you coming out here and hanging out. That's with a us. nice fan for Dustin, man. It's twenty five dollars. That could be a fan. Could be new lighting in there. Could help mm-hmm. towards that fund that we need to start working on. We've definitely got to fix the background a little bit. We're going to work on that. Mm-hmm. I need like a null game, just like a giant. NG behind me, so I can think of Nate Greer whenever I come in here to work. But I, I, I need a stack of plastic totes. Plastic totes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, we'll get you something back there too. 
maybe my head or something there we'll figure it out it'll be perfect yeah, background yeah. for you I, I, I need something <laughs> to laugh at constantly <laughs> i am funny that's what people say there i'm funny i'm moving funny, on let's go fun to be around uh let's see on the next one tyree west five-star defensive lineman current North. georgia commit hasn't been flipped yet hasn't been officially flipped but got North. to see him at practice a lot of smiles a lot of dapping up current fsu players lots of hugs no seemed like he was already committed there <laughs> during that practice no What is Dustin laughing about? Uh, just Nate knows. No, every time, every time you talk, I'm going FSU. I think this one's already wrapped up. There's already a nice little bow tie on the present. Ooh, a little, little early. I'm, re- I'm really hoping the. the I just think it's a, it's a little, it's a little silent. Yeah, I, I, I'm really hoping the comps to Tim Jernigan are true. That would be nice. Okay, we get it, Dustin. Whisper. Hey, if he if he comes to Florida State, Florida State. He, could be, he could be like Tim Turner again. All right, now not a lot of people like Tim Jarnigan. Nah, Timmy Jarn again. You know, there's only a few that can sit above my toilet every time I look and go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's not the only thing you're doing. I'm going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before it gets weird, let's move on. Yeah, let's keep it. That's what Dustin made it weird. Yeah, Dustin made it weird. Uh, running back Javante Barnes, running back here. This is a tough Mike one. Get another one. This, this is a tough one. Telling you, Wednesday is going to be wild. Everybody, get ready. Get your coffee. This is a tough one, man. And uh, Big Ben just got obliterated again. I thought. God, I thought Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought Florida State's done a great job again. You know, I know we've said it a few times. Um, but I think that you know. Oklahoma was going to be the choice. And then, you know, Lincoln Riley surprises everyone and heads out west. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know on this one. Like, like, I can make a prediction, but it would be completely uneducated because I had no idea what's going to happen with this kid's recruitment because Florida State has been super active with them. Um, but I, that that whole change of Riley shook up a lot of stuff, and, and I just don't know, man. Give me a minute. Uh, well, you got to make a prediction, bud. I'll go off. Let uh, Dustin go. Yeah, let yeah, Dustin go first. Let, think let about him it for a second. Let the young man go first. I mean, dude, I have I have no idea. He's taking. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I think great. it's between. I think it's between Florida State, Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. Alabama, and he's taking a random official visit to Miami this weekend. Like, what? What the hell? I don't think Miami has a shot. I'm gonna ride with Old Faithful, and that that is Alabama, just because Old of the coaching Faithful. changes. He does mm-hmm. have um, some coaching connections to. Oklahoma's running back coach. So we'll see what happens, but I'll go Alabama. Okay. Why? I mean, why? Because it's Bama. So that's literally the only reason. That's it's, all I got. It's tough, man. Like, you know, he's officially visited FSU. Um, he's visited Oklahoma. You know, Utah. You know, he visited Utah. You know, this kid's recruitment has been kind of quiet. Um, 
you know, for a guy usually quiet for a highly ranked guy. Yes, for a highly. So I'm gonna go with as long if Oklahoma keeps Demarco Murray, I think he signs with Oklahoma. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. Okay. Following Demarco Murray's and, footsteps and, in Oklahoma. And if he if they don't, I'm gonna choose FSU. Oh. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm just adding into the suspense uh, for no reason. Uh, mm, nice. Wow. He has no idea who Javante no Barnes clue. is. He, he running back. Yes, I from. do. Yeah, you yeah, heard us. I typed uh, running back in the document. Where's he from? Where's he from? Who, where do I know Javante Barnes is? Stop typing. Stop He's typing. in Florida. He lives in Florida. No, it's no he doesn't. Vegas. He's from Bishop Gorman in in Las Vegas. Nevada. Oh, that's just a different guy I was thinking of. You know, I've been doing a lot of work on other guys. Sorry, I kind of got confused there. I got confused. Sorry, my goat quarterback is getting ripped apart. Uh, Juco <laughs> def- defensive back, DeCarlos Nicholson. This one we don't have to spend much time on. I think he sticks with Kentucky. Okay. I'll say Kentucky. Kentucky for Juco defensive back to Carlos Nicholson. And then we got Juco defensive back Marquise Gilbert. Marquise Gilbert. How are we feeling about old Gilby? I think Tennessee slightly over FSU. Slightly. I have have no idea. Um, I mean, he's coming this weekend, you know. Depending on yeah. how this weekend this weekend goes, um, you know Florida State's going to have a need at safety, and you know he's a number one JUCO safety in the country. Um, really good player. Um, but you know where we sit now, I, I, I'm going to say Tennessee barely over FSU. Yeah, since I see FSU. Um, getting Thomas, who I think is probably a safety at the college level, and they've also been pretty active in the transfer portal as well, talking with mm-hmm. some defensive backs. I'll go with them to Tennessee as well. Next one is going to be five-star offensive lineman Hayata Goodwin. Michigan. Recently visited, uh, recently visited Florida State a little while ago. I'm going to go Michigan. Michigan here are going to go join Harbaugh and the upwards improvement they're getting there going in the playoffs. I think he sticks with Kentucky after Mark Stoops is signed to stay. I think he likes Stoops enough to stay. He's been committed for a while, and I don't know. Okay. Doesn't seem like a really drama type of guy. No, nah, I mean, he's fully on taking visits. I think that Michigan flips it. Another one here is defensive back Kendrick Law. What are we feeling here, gentlemen? This one uh, up in the air. I'm going Bama. Yeah. Would have been LSU, but coaching changes. Um, You know, I I know FSU really likes him as a DB. Um, I think Alabama likes him as a running back, I think. So uh, I'm going to go Bama. Yeah, I believe his two most recent official visits have been to Texas, and then he's going to be at LSU. 
this weekend. And mm -hmm. I believe Texas has been recruiting him for a pretty good amount of time. And I honestly, I have no pulse or feel in this recruitment at all. I haven't really thought that <clears throat> Florida State was going to land him for a long time. So I, I just haven't kept up with it as much as I probably should have. But I'm going to go Texas. Okay. No I mean, reason. Never... Yeah. I fucking friggin' I don't Louisiana Monroe. Well, I have no clue. <laughs> no effing clue. <laughs> and then this one I do know of. Former Florida commit wide receiver, guy that can catch the ball in one on one situations. Florida State would definitely love to have him. That's why they're pursuing late here is wide receiver Jaden Gibson. Does Florida State make practically the flip here? Oklahoma. Whoa, everybody. Gut feeling. Late visit. Follow the visits. Je Jeff Levy, you know, you know, coming there. You know, they've, you know, looking at possible Trisha, you know, Hazelwood's gone. Um, you know, Weiss talking about entering the, entering the portal. You have Mims maybe entering the portal. Um, you know, their 2023 class where they had three five-star receivers committed and has been decimated since uh, – um, Riley left, so I'm going to go. Going to go Oklahoma. Yeah, Florida State. They tried to get in on this one. Um, they were they among the to get them in this weekend. Yeah, that that was the the final straw, really. And Oklahoma got that final official visit set up. Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm going on going after. So Oklahoma. Me too, Oklahoma. Absolutely, for sure. Right there with it. We'll see what happens, though. This is what Mark's saying. There's no way it could even happen because his whole family are all Gator fans. Mm -hmm. All of them. Every all one of them. them. Every one of them. Niece, aunt. He was a legacy, too, right? Well, he'd be going out, uh, to Florida if allegedly, um, you know, um, Florida wasn't cutting bait with all of their commitments from, from Mullen, so... Yeah, they don't want to sign people until February, apparently. So they cut a four-star quarterback, two four-star receivers, and a lot of other guys. Mass so we'll exodus. See that, we'll see how that plays out for them. Mm -hmm. Florida fans seem to think it's a good thing, but you just lost a quarterback that was committed to your program for We're going to talk about Kamari Wilson or no? I was going to say, I was looking at those y'all didn't have Kamari on there, so I was about to ask about him. Got to add Kamari Wilson. That is a five-star safety, uh, these top safety in the country in the 2022 class out of IMG, down by you and Bradington, NG. So, what's going on here? Is, what's going on? This is one to watch, man. Okay. Um, you know, Florida State is trying to get him on campus this weekend. Um, if that happens, you know, for you know, the impossible may happen. Um, you know, Florida State's been a big part of his recruitment for a while. <clears throat> um, and I think it comes down to FSU or Georgia and, you know, we'll, how that plays out. You know, we'll, and, and it's hard to bet against Georgia right now. And, and, you know, my gut tells me to, to go with Georgia. But Florida State is very much a part of this recruitment and they get them on campus this weekend. I think it's going to be very eye-opening and see how, how that recruitment finishes up. 
you know, people forget, you know, him being an IMG that he's from, from Florida, from Fort Pierce. You know, he's been a guy who's watched FSU coming up as a kid. So, you know, Florida State's done a phenomenal job recruiting him, and they they've been locked in as a, as a as a as an option. So. I think that he comes on campus this weekend. Watch out, you know. I still, you know, Georgia's gonna, I think, pull it out, but I think it's gonna be very close. I agreed with one thing you said. It's tough to bet against Georgia right now, Bulldogs. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I'm just adding in like background, just that's it, it, good, dramatic. Man. You know, you like that? Yeah, it's great, man. Take it to Hollywood. Um, I think I could. My mom always said oh, I could be the next Brad Pitt. Kirby Smart can can recruit the ability to win big games. Is that a, you know? Is that a recruit? The ability to win the bag when the pressure's on. I guess when you got the bag, you got to pay the other team. Matter. They've already got enough money to pay their own players, so why not move the funds around? Boss <laughs> is like, man, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I laughed. That was funny. It was good. It, it, got, it gave us a sympathy laugh, but it was funny. <laughs> but that's practically going to wrap it up there for early signing day stuff. I can't stress it. Uh, but Texas hey, let's talk number. about real quick. They got, you know, they have uh, a visiting. The, I'm going to kill him. Lions have been committed for, for a while. Do you fit the tackle? <laughs> and they have the Chico safety. Gilbert visiting, they have Jared. Verge, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm coming down to Tampa to kill you. What is, what is I'm coming down to kill him. Uh, oh, they, my God. I'm trying to get you clicks, Nate. I'm trying to give you damn clicks. I will Verge, say, um, yeah. <laughs> we were talking so quietly, and we can barely hear you, bro. Bullshit. Me? Yeah, speaking of that microphone. So, so Florida State has Jared visiting this week. There you the, go. The, the chance for a defensive end. That's one I'd, I'd watch. Don't we got your Pittman wife coming in. You know, that's know one I'd up. watch. So, yeah. not like that though. Yeah, they got Pittman. What Joshua Moore as well. So two transfer wide receivers, a pretty darn good transfer mm-hmm. defensive lineman. We'll see how it works out. But I do just want to say I expect yep. all 16 players that are currently committed to Florida State to sign on December 15th. If I'm correct, 12 of them will be early enrollees. The only guys that aren't, um, Antavius Woody, um, Kashawn Sapp, Jalen Early, and Jarrell Powers. Mm-hmm. Everyone else should be on campus in January, and we'll see about the additions that come on the 15th. We'll definitely do an instant reaction to Wednesday. So if everybody's worried, sweating at home, watching this, don't worry. Everything's going to be handled. We'll have everything in store for you on Wednesday. Give our instant reactions, which should be a wild day. Don't know what time it will be. It's all going to depend on. Pull up Patrick's comment. What is Patrick? Where's Patrick at? Uh, There's Patrick Beck here saying, chasing a defensive end from Albany doesn't get me excited. Sorry, not sorry. This this one looks crazy. Go watch the kids film. You gotta go watch that kid. Yeah, watch this kid's That's film. That's it. And you, also, you pursued guess, the third string defensive end from Georgia last year. How'd that work out for you? It's one of those if you read the articles and watch the film, like that's a kid that you get really you need to go watch this about. kid's film. Yes. Got oh, to. Patrick. Come on, Patrick. Come on, P back. 
Tighten, tighten up, tea bag. <laughs> Wouldn't it be pee bag? <laughs> yeah. Or D bag? Get it together. Go watch the film, my man. Uh, real quick here, while I'm here <laughs> to hide everyone, text that number Ooh. down below 850 616 8661. Live recruiting updates all throughout the week. Austin wants to say something, but he can't because I need to tell him one last time. 850-616-8661. It's free. It's free. It's live updates. We'll have everything imaginable for you guys. So definitely he, he can hide us. Out. He can't hide the fact that his Steelers are getting smoked. I'm still repping. Still got another half to go. Uh, congratulations, Dalvin Cook. You know, we're just I'm just helping him out here. Just, just kind of need him to chill the f out though. Kind of getting ticked off. So I'm great that we're doing this live. We we, we hide people and people leave. That's right. We hide (laughs) Dustin. Nate's gone. He did his job recruiting wise. He doesn't want to be here for basketball talk. Um, I don't. I don't want to be here for basketball talk right now. I know. We all kind of don't. Let's get to the facts. Purdue just lost on the road to Rutgers from a half court buzzer beater. So I'm upset. I'm really upset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, that sucks. And does not help Florida State. Well, I mean, it doesn't even help them anyways because they got obliterated by them. So I don't. Let's talk about Florida State's most recent game, Austin. Yeah, they. Um, it looked like they were shooting left-handed all game. Uh, they shot four of thirty from three, and in Anthony Anthony Plus case, he was shooting right-handed. Um, it was just an ugly game. You know, you're up eight at half. You're up eleven at one point in the second half, and finally Syracuse's shots started falling, and Florida State's just never did. It's as simple as that. They both teams shot the same amount of two, same amount of three, same amount of shots total, similar turnovers, similar offensive rebounds. Syracuse just made, I think it was five more threes than Florida State, and that, that, that was the whole difference. There's nothing more to talk about. When you're not making your shots, you're not going to win games. And when Caleb Mills is the only one that can put the ball in the basket, it's it sucks. And Anthony Polite and Wyatt Wilkes came in, come back from last year who both – 38% plus from three. Now they're both below 26%. Like, yeah. what can you what can you do about that? Dookie is what that is. Yeah, and this was Florida State's chance to tie the ACC record for home wins against a conference opponent. And, I mean, instead, you know, that final 15 minutes or so, they just went flat. And we talked about Syracuse, or you talked about Syracuse last week. You know, their offense, we knew they had a couple of capable scorers, and Florida State on the other end couldn't hit and, nothing. And, and Florida State did a good job of taking away the main guys for Syracuse because Buddy mm-hmm. Beheim only had six points. Jimmy Beheim had, I think, 11. Um, it was Gerard who had 16, and then the transfer from Villanova. I forget his name because I never want to think about that game again. Um, Swider. They both had 16 points. Swider took 15 shots. So it wasn't like he was killing us. Um, it was just Gerard was hitting timely shot after timely shot. But when you, when you shut Buddy Bay, if you had told me going in the game, you shut Buddy Bayham down to six points, I would have thought we would have won by 20. But it's like we just couldn't hit shots. And if Florida State even hits 30% of their threes, which is not good, they still win by 12. It's just, just one of those games. Mm-mm. It wasn't pretty. It was not pretty to watch. Just aggravating, almost. You know, it was it was so, it was so aggravating, it, especially knowing I could have gone out there and made a couple with my two bad hit or with my bad hit. Just like it was frustrating. It was really yeah. frustrating, especially when Syracuse went one three one, which I mean Syracuse going one three one. What the hell is going on there? Um, yeah. 
Usually, I love Florida State's one-three-one offense. They just didn't really go to it that much. Um, if you go back and watch the Florida State Xavier game when we were the nine seed and they were the one seed, Xavier was up twelve, and then they went to a one-three-one zone, and that's when we started cutting in a lead. Like we have a really good one-three-one offense. We just didn't run it, and it was it was kind of frustrating because it opens up a lot of backdoor opportunities for lobs. Um, I don't know. It was a, it was a weird game. I, I I know there's things the staff wishes they could change, and I know every player on the team wants that game back, knowing oh, I could have hit one more shot, and we probably could have won that game. Um, I think they only scored nine points for like 14 minutes there in the second half before they finally woke up in those last three minutes after um, Jesse Edwards fell out for Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, then they started like, oh yeah, we have to score. We're down 11. And they still had a chance to tie, which is crazy. And actually a chance to win because they got that turnover down one. Um, and Anthony Polite tried to go behind the back, fumbled out of bounds. Um, what is going but, on with Anthony Polite, man? I don't know. I really do not know. <laughs> they need him. They need him desperately. Like we all thought, oh, yeah, he's going to give us a consistent 10 to 12 points per game. But he's averaging like seven right now. And that seems high. Like that seems really high. That not good percentages. No, Some of those I'm, threes I'm, have been way off. Yeah, I, I don't know if anyone watched my video of me putting all 33 point attempts on Twitter. I mean, there are so oh, yeah. bricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, my, my favorite was, um, I think it was Cam Fletcher on, on the wing right in front of our bench where he hit the bottom of the backboard in front of the rim. That was impressive. I, I like that one. Um, <laughs> And then, like, Ant had a couple that were just really short, like, barely hit the front of the rim. It's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Tough stretch. We've talked about it all season. You know, it comes down to Florida State hitting those open shots. And until they, they do, they had, it's going to look ugly They had 15 open shots. They had 15 open shots against Syracuse. Uh, 15 open threes. I'll just say that. I mean, 15 make... open threes. Uh, I think two. <laughs> I'd have to go back. If I remember all four threes, um, Caleb Mills had the one shot, fake shot. No, I'd say that was open. Um, Osborne had the one to start the second half. That was a little bit tougher. He had the wide open one in the corner. So I'll say I'll say they had two and a half open makes. It's not good percentage. You got to make at least half of those. Yeah, now you get a week off and you head up to South Carolina in the uh, the no room for racism classic. Which it's in Rock Hill. It's in Rock Hill, South Carolina, which is about thirty minutes away from University of South Carolina's campus. So it's basically a home game um, for 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 the Gamecocks. It's gonna but be going Sunday, wild Sunday at noon. I'm sure it's gonna be sold out. I'm very certain I'm gonna be one of thirty people there. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be riveting. Very certain because South Carolina. What are you doing, like, dude? It, okay, Rock Hill's forty-five minutes from me in Charlotte, so it's like I'm talking yeah. about Logan over there with those. <laughs> uh, like, I'm trying to get everybody energized for this game. Ha- get excited. Here's the thing: South Carolina does play fast. They're they're one of the faster teams in the country, but they're also really bad. Which I know we've said <laughs> that against a couple of teams that you know we, we, we that have been closer, but South Carolina is pretty bad. They're, they're worse than Missouri analytically, and we destroyed that team. But the difference is Missouri plays slow, South Carolina plays fast. We'll see. I'm not expecting much from South Carolina. I'm expecting a really motivated Florida State team the way last week went. 
um, getting blown out by Purdue and losing the losing the chance for the ACC record against Syracuse. I'm expecting them to be pretty motivated. I hope so. I do too, because I don't want to go down there with media access and then asking a question after the game. Why did we shoot two of 23 from three? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't want that happening again. No. Which, by the way, if you're going to be at the game, come find your boy. I know there's a few. Yeah, if you, if you're in Rock Hill, hope they don't put you in front of the band. What's Nate saying? What I say don't Nate? know if the band's going to be there. What do you say, well, Nate? I was saying was that nothing. Nice. <laughs> Shout out, shout out women's soccer for the national championship, by the way, number three. Oh, yeah, that's what we're going to end it off on. I feel like we've got to mention that. In the penalty kicks. I mean, that's the, most, that, that's the most stressful shit ever. I mean, it's good that they got it back because they lost on PKs in last year. spring. Yeah, right. in the spring. So they get it back. Bounce that's back. Redemption arc. Third, yeah, and- what? Did you say it also in third national championship in program history? Yeah, number three, and it's their third in eight years. Go straight. Coach K knows what he's doing. Another dynasty. That's Coach K in Don't at me. <laughs> Don't at VZ, but yeah, and they're bringing back a lot of talent next year too. So another run in store for the Lady Knowles. Nate, they won the national championship. Any comment on the Lady Knowles winning that natty? Did you, were you able to watch any? I watched Thumbs up, he said. Yeah, no, I watched uh, all of it, too. Uh, Nate commented in the private chat and said, Logan is a certain word. We'll let the chat and listeners figure out what that word might have been. And if you tweet us and tell us what it might have been, we'll give you a free. I corrected it. Sure. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, now we definitely got to move on from here. That's going to wrap up tonight's podcast. Like I said earlier. You can listen to podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. I see about there's been about 10 of you guys that have signed up for the texting platform that we're using for early signing day. I highly suggest you do it now. 850 send them a gift card. 8661. Send them a gift card, Logan. I, I, I updated the, the chat what it should be, the proper, the proper words. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just we're not even going to release that out to the public of what's going on in that private chat. But also, shout out to our friends at Celsius. We don't have a code yet for you guys, but these are fantastic drinks. I had it for my exams. Also graduating uh, this week, so done with school. And Celsius was incredible. I had all I had to have was one for each day, and went through my exams for the fastest that I've ever done them. I'm not. There's no cap in there either. I got it done. I was done a Tuesday. Uh, afternoon done with all of my exams usually it's like thursday or friday to end off the semester I, uh, that all was because of celsius i and actually drank one did you now you actually drank one thank you i yeah, i got pressed I every podcast because no- so you know me and my high blood pressure you know that thing had me freaking mm. sky high it was nice what do you what do you mean by sky high? Well, not like you, Dustin, sprints, and not. <laughs> where do you, where do you they go, was taking man? care of the they was taking care of the restaurant like no lots, other. You sent everyone else home and cleaned that whole restaurant by yourself. Nah, never. Oh, well. uh, 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 up and down eight flights of stairs, you know. Up and down, up get and an down. elevator. 
We have an elevator. Dustin. I said, fuck it. Let's take the steps. So I'm on Celsius. <laughs> I'm on Celsius. Epic. <laughs> uh, Dustin, knees, what number? Knees, should- knees to chest, man. Knees to chest. Knees to chest. Jesus, you are really wrong. It doesn't do that much to me like that. But <laughs> Nate was rocking. Uh, rocking hard. And then let's go ahead and end it off there. And then, yeah, just, yeah we're going to go ahead and end it. Uh, enjoy the rest of y'all's weekend. Shout out to Celsius. Text us 850-616-8661. You're just going to keep on blowing it up into y'all's brains until you finally do it. You're going to miss out. It's free, too. So, all right. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all's weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Recap. Hey, Logan, 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 Logan. Early Logan. signing day. Logan. Thursday. Oh, Logan. What? Logan. Hold Logan. Logan. Oh, Travis Hunter? <laughs> no. Hey, hey, congrats on uh, finishing school, bro. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you very much yeah. for that. And I, then are you I was leaving? expecting a skull. That's what I was expecting. That, 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 that's a big uh, big feat in life, bro. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate and, it. And you did it in half the time Dustin did, so congrats. Appreciate yep. it. I knew that was coming. No, <laughs> it was like three-quarter time. Yeah. <laughs> He almost, he almost caught up to me. It was close. It's a closer race than I anticipated. Yeah. And also, yeah, no, it was it's nice to be done with it. Now I get to hang out with you guys a lot more. Are you gonna nice. are you gonna Can't walk wait. across you gonna walk across stage? I was thinking more of because I have to deal with paparazzi, just kind of feel mm-hmm. like I have to do it in the proper spot. I, so. I kinda hope I kinda hope you walk across the stage and fall and bust your ass. <laughs> I've never fell in my entire life. That would never happen. I've never fell. I, ho- I hope you step on your robe and do a face plant. <laughs> I hope. I hope I don't do that. Watch me fall like right into. Watch it be like McCall. I just walk right into him, and I don't know. Where's the football only facility? Ugh, you know. <laughs> now, nah, but now, nah, but for a man, congrats, man. That's a big thank you. I big step it. in life, bro. Thank you. No turning See, back now. You're officially an adult. And, and I act like one, too. So it sucks. That's the thing. It sucks. Cap. <laughs> oh, no, we're not even getting started. Austin. End the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're not even getting started. Don't even don't even get me there. The Steelers the are already losing, so you don't get to say anything more for the rest of the night. I'm blocking. Oh, it, it'll be in a group chat. Night. Nah, I won't, be, I won't be looking. All right. Text me. Call me. Travis Hunter, your last thoughts here before he's a knoll. This is your last one. We never got him on the pod. Well, we, we, there's no uh, – we'll have him on day. Best recruit in the history of FSU. <laughs> Legitimately. I thought it was the history of in, That's what I thought you were going to say. That's why I, um, I, I think that, you know, when you look at any sport, I think he's probably the best prospect in the history of life. <laughs> that's, that's what we want. Basketball. That's exact. Basketball, baseball, soccer, hockey, fencing, high lie, curling, tennis, backgammon, whatever you want to put it up against. That's a curling. Trevor's is, is the best. Curling? Jump, jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. This is it. That's how you end it off right there. (laughs)
Uh, it's time to rock now. I thought it'd be done after I had a really weird comment earlier, but that's just how the show goes. Everybody You're the guy the that in. controls the the button. Like you can. I could leave and y'all. I could leave and y'all leave. You want. No, I like hanging out with you guys. You guys are my friends. You can hang out with us. <laughs> exactly. No, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. All right, y'all. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Talk to y'all later, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday night. Wednesday, Justin, not Thursday. Wednesday. No, night Thursday. Friday. Early signing day is on the 15th. Yeah, and I'll be here for a podcast on the 16th at 8.30. So. Look at this. Look at look at this. We're not reverting our schedule. Yes, we are. We're doing an instant rant. Nate, I'll I guess see I'll see y'all you. on Thursday. I'm not recording two podcasts. I don't know. You better not record one on Wednesday. Yeah. His ass will be here. And everybody, enjoy the weekend. Adios. We're out of here. <laughs>